HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Foster Sundry, a specialty grocery located in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Hey, this is Luke, host of Bushwick Podcast here on Heritage Radio Network. Before joining HRN, I was a fan. For the past 10 years, HRN has been sharing the most original and innovative stories on food and culture from around the globe. While the staff and hosts make it look easy, it's hard work, especially with limited resources. As an independent, member-supported nonprofit, we rely on listeners like you to help us share the very best. Personally, I'm honored to be a part of Heritage Radio Network, and I invite you to join us in our mission to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Help us start HRN's second decade stronger than ever by becoming a member today at heritageradionetwork.org donate. You can even show your love for Bushwick Podcast by selecting our show from the designation drop-down menu when you sign up. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening to HRN. I'm Luke Griffin, and you're listening to Bushwick Podcast, local stories like you've never heard before. Each week, we take you behind the scenes of the artists, activists, and entrepreneurs whose journeys collide in Bushwick, a special Brooklyn neighborhood that's changing faster by the day. Bushwick is one of New York City's leading art scenes, and for decades, the neighborhood has been home to some of the world's most innovative painters, performers, and artists of all stripes. But this August, Bushwick will be taken over by a new kind of art project. I think people can expect just being, I hope, surprised. Um, I hope, I hope people are weirded out. Um, I hope people engage. I, I, I would love to see people just like go up to performers and just like talk to them and like, or even as they're moving, just like maybe mimic it, mimic the movements, right? This week, we meet some of the people behind that project as they prepare for a series that we use the power of performance to explore topics like Latin American cultural identity and ancestral memory. It's Thursday, June 13th, and this episode is called Regiones Sued. As we've explored in previous episodes, like our series on the bilingual bookstore Mil Mundos earlier this year, Bushwick may have a majority Latinx population, but Latinx communities here can feel increasingly dispossessed by the gentrifying resources and developments in the neighborhood. In many ways, the same can be said for Bushwick's art scene, which is rooted in working-class Latinx histories. 
But later this summer, a new performance series scheduled to run in the neighborhood from August 3rd to August 8th is looking to change that. It's a project designed to expose new audiences to the latest in contemporary Latin American art and to interrogate complicated themes of community, decolonization, and Latin American identity. It's called Regiones. Regiones stems out of an approach to have a name that could be read in both English and Spanish, right? So if you see the name, it's like spelled out R-E-G-I-O-N, and then in parentheses you have the E and the S. Um, And that to me, if I were to read it, I could read it like region, and then between parentheses it's like ES, like meaning Espanol, Um, or I could read it as regiones. That's Juan Pablo Siles, the founder and creative force behind the series. Uh, My full name is Juan Pablo Siles, and I am in the capacity of artistic director um, at regiones. Juan Pablo is a musician and an artistic planning manager at one of New York's most influential cultural organizations. For the past year, he's been working largely on his own to fill a gap that he saw in contemporary Latinx art, not just in Bushwick, but across the city. Regiones is an annual free performing art series that is focused on presenting and commissioning Latinx artists and artists with roots in Latin America, which means they have been either born in the U.S. to Latinx families from wherever, or are coming also from different parts of Latin America. The central conceit of Regiones is simple, a series of performances that will showcase the latest in contemporary Latin American art. It's an idea that Juan Pablo says was inspired by feeling disconnected from contemporary art in his native Bolivia, but inspired by more dynamic art scenes in places like New York. That was basically what it, what started it all. I was like, okay, well, what's happening in Bolivia? I, I have no idea. I'm from there, and like, I feel like so disconnected. So it started out of a place of wanting to reconnect, and wanting to reconnect with that specific that specific work or that specific aesthetic. But Regiones is about more than just showcasing works from Latin American artists. It's about curating works that interrogate uniquely Latin American experiences to start conversations about what they mean for contemporary Latin American communities. And I think that's what I'm very curious to find out. I want to have these conversations of like, what is your perspective versus someone else from Latin America? Someone else that was born and raised in the U.S., in Brooklyn, in Queens, wherever, um, that was born to Latin American parents that came here, you know, as immigrants. And what were their stories and what are... What, what are they contributing to our Latinx culture, right? Juan Pablo is careful to call Regiones a series and not a festival, because in many ways, it defies the standard assumptions around what an arts festival should look like today. The performances are being curated specifically to challenge a more Eurocentric understanding, not just of art, but of the ways that audiences should engage with that art. Juan Pablo and his collaborators are trying to craft experiences that leverage distinctly Latin American perspectives on things like communities and artistic boundaries. Take, for example, where the series is being held, not just in the neighborhood, but within the neighborhood, at accessible, non-traditional spaces throughout the community. At the center of this is also just putting the works in a place that is open for everyone, right? Like, you go around and you see all these different people around you, and you might just be interested in talking to someone or not, right? And that's exactly the sort of relationship that I want with these um, performance works. 
It's this fundamental integration of space, art, and community that ultimately made Bushwick the perfect home for the Regione series. Juan Pablo chose Bushwick as the location for Regiones for two main reasons. The first is that for as vulnerable to gentrification as Bushwick's art scene may be, it remains, for the most part, an inclusive home for a diverse range of artists. I think to me it represents a very, like, it's just so artistic. And it's a place where it's like, it's the epicenter of like self-expression, you know, like people just like express themselves however they want to look, however they want to feel, however they want to, you know, it's just so inclusive in that way. The second is that as one of Brooklyn's largest and most dynamic Latinx communities, Bushwick felt like a natural home for a project to explore the spectrum of contemporary Latin American perspectives. Juan Pablo himself lived in the neighborhood for a few years, and during that time, felt a connection to the kind of communities where he grew up in South America. It just felt like home, you know? It felt like I was back in, maybe not La Paz, but like, it just felt very Latin American. It just felt like I belonged there. I, you know, I could relate to a lot of the people that were walking around and that were working. You know, it was easy for me to communicate if I didn't have the word in English. Like, I would just, like, switch to Spanish, and that was great. And then in doing the research, I, I come to find out that it's 65% of the population in Bushwick self-identifies as Latinx. So I think, to me, it was it's an important place because, you know, the working class that is there is... Latinx, right? I just think that there needs to be something that starts a conversation with these people that make Bushwick what it is, right? And it's it's the people that are working all the time, the people that are in the taqueria, the people that are at the delis. This combination of inclusivity and Latinx roots allows the neighborhood itself to add an essential thematic significance to the series. To me, it's also Bushwick just is about reclaiming spaces, you know, and I think for me, that's just like a Latinx space and I think it needs to be reclaimed. And I think, I don't know, like a lot of people are doing this work. So I want to contribute to the conversation. I don't think I'm doing, you know, anything that has not been done in that sense. Um, so I just sort of want to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I chose Bushwick. It's all those factors really made me think that's that's just the right place and I I wouldn't I couldn't see it any other place, you know. Being a good fit is one thing, but it's entirely another to actually put things into motion, especially for a project of this scope. In order to find and activate different spaces in the neighborhood, Juan Pablo has been attending different community meetings and connecting with key stakeholders and groups like the Justice and Organizing Hub El Puente. Building relationships and legitimizing this new and admittedly kind of funky project has been one of Juan Pablo's key challenges. It's like, you know, I don't have that connection. I think I think I need to establish more. I need to like be more rooted in the work and like identify more community organizations or more people that are actually working within the Bushwick community um, to help me navigate this. You know, like stakeholders, like real stakeholders, and I think. That's definitely been a learning curve for me. But in building these relationships, Juan Pablo has found ways to make the series more closely integrated into the Bushwick community. The performances of Regiones will take place at accessible locations like Maria Hernandez Park and even a local hair salon, 
that defy the stuffier preconceptions of where art can take place and who can feel comfortable in those settings. You know, I think part of the reason also why I wanted to be in open spaces is to like break barriers of like where people feel welcome and where people don't feel welcome. If you're putting a, a performance in a gallery space, like, you know, there are certain concepts that go with gallery spaces and like who is welcome there and who is not. Like, do you have to know enough about art to be able to like cross that bridge, you know? Redefining the relationship between art, space, and community is, of course, no small feat, particularly with limited resources. Juan Pablo is quick to note how much support he gets from his friends, family, and even co-workers, but at the end of the day, he remains Regiones' singular driving force. I've had so many ups and downs. I've had days that I'm like, okay, I guess this is not happening, and this is just a dream, and I've talked to a lot of people, but they'll understand it's not going to happen. <laughs> Um, And now it's like, okay, now I have all the funds. I still need some because I'm (laughs) no deficit. Um, But I have the permits. I have the venues. I've talked to all these people. People are coming from Brazil. People are coming from Berlin. You know, I have this Bolivian choreographer that lives in Germany. So she's like coming here to do some performances. So it's just... It's like, I think for the last couple of months, it's hit me that it's like, okay, I got to get a move on. As we approach Showtime this August and the momentum around the series continues to build, the community around the project likewise continues to strengthen. Perhaps even more critical than the venues and community partners is the remarkable lineup of artists whose work will guide the discussions the series looks to start. Regiones will include an incredibly eclectic group of artists pushing the boundaries of contemporary Latin American performance, with pieces that Juan Pablo describes as being, well, a bit outside the norm. You can definitely expect some weird movement, visual pieces, costumes, very colorful, to just be taking over a public space. Take, for example, the lineup for the festival's kickoff on August 3rd. The opening performance will be something described as, quote, three to five faithful beings navigating in and out of solar capitalism. They search for enclaves beyond the blinding rays of petrochemical surfaces and money. They arrive in Maria Hernandez Park, Bushwick, end quote. It's called Clovis Horizon, and it comes from a team of Brazilian and Argentinian artists. Their names are uh, Leandro Nerefu and uh, Cecilia Lisa Eliseche. Um, and they have a really great movement piece. Um, and also, like, their costumes. I think I've been talking a lot about them because that was an inspiration also for the whole series. Their costumes are just, like, breathtaking for me. They're so colorful and they're so weird. I just, like, love it so much. And I think that's a good piece to start up kick it off with. The next performance will be from a Chilean artist, Silvia Palacios Whitman. Who is doing a piece called Origami Tango, which is basically featuring these large origami creatures. Um, It's two of them, and it's all paper, and they're moving to Diego Las Eras, who is also also from Chile, um, and he's created a soundscape that is inspired by tango, you know, Argentinian tango. After Origami Tango will be a piece from the Argentinian artist Cecilia Lopez. Her piece is called Red, 
which is so fascinating because it just hit me the other, like five weeks ago, I was like sitting around talking to her and I was like, you know what? I've always thought of your piece as red the color, but I never like really put two and two together that this is like actually also, it looks like a net. And net in Spanish is red. So the way that she also approaches, I think her titles are very much that duality of English and Spanish. Um, and her pieces, she's trying to hone in on like feedback. So she, um, she uses feedback to create these beautiful sounds. Um, and hopefully this net or this rev will be out in the park. Um, people will be able to see it and maybe touch it, you know? Cecilia was kind enough to share some of her audio with us ahead of time, and as you can imagine, it begs to be heard alongside the performance itself. A warning if you're wearing headphones, this may be a bit strong. One of the final performances on the opening day will be a more musical one by the artist Stefa, who was also kind enough to share some of her tracks beforehand as well. This is, of course, just a preview of just the first day of the series. The week will be full of surprising performances and shows that Juan Pablo and his collaborators hope will inspire new dialogues. After the break, we connect with two of those collaborators to learn more about how they're working to help regiones take audiences to profound new places. This episode is brought to you by Foster Sundry, a specialty grocery located in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Since opening in August 2015, Foster Sundry has evolved into a neighborhood hub for weekend brunch, weeknight groceries, coffee on your morning commute, a draft beer after work, and so much more. Their cheese counter, whole animal butcher, and produce section make grocery shopping a pleasure. Foster Sundry also offers catering and wholesale. Learn more at fostersundry.com. That's F-O-S. T-E-R-S-U-N-D-R-Y dot com. So I would say this is new for me as well, doing oh. the dial out. Oh, really? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, Mariana. Yes. You have Luciana and Luke on the phone. How are you doing? All right. Hold on a second. I'm like, yes, I can speak. <laughs> Hello. Hola, Mari. Luciana Achugar and Mariangela Lopez are two choreographers working on a series of interactive events for Regiones. My name is Luciana Achugar. I'm an independent choreographer, dance artist, and I will be collaborating with Mariangela in teaching a workshop that will lead to making a piece, a participatory collaborative piece with those that sign up for it. Yeah, so then I'm, I'm Mariangela Lopez, and I am one of you collaborating with Luciana, as you just mentioned. And um, we are both going to be 
guiding and experiencing with the participants uh, this workshop uh, that's going to let us into uh, a, a presentation of uh, some kind. <laughs> Luciana and Mariangela both have a history of using movement in unexpected ways. Luciana explores concepts like decolonization and growing a new body, whereas Mariangela has crafted a series of celebrated works that engage non-traditional dancers in surprising performance roles. Together, they'll be leading workshops here in Bushwick, which begin next Friday on June 21st, for what they call a movement-based piece inspired by memory and identity. They're asking participants to, quote, share ideas and contribute with movement to develop a new work, end quote. And if that sounds a bit vague, that's intentional. The workshops will be unlike any kind of traditional movement or dance class. Rather, Luciana and Mariangela describe them as a practice, the point of which will be discovering something yet unknown that will emerge from the group by interrogating concepts like ancestral memory. Basically, it's a, they come in and we talk, we introduce it, and then we start to move. But we don't teach... I mean, Mari, you can correct me if I, you think I'm wrong or if you disagree, but uh, it's not like we're going to teach some moves. I mean, if that comes up at some point, we could. It's not like we're totally against, but it's not a dance class in that way. It is a workshop that has, in, in, in this way, it's this dance as a um, more like in an improvisatorial way, but it doesn't mean that they come in, that we expect people to come in and just be creative and make up dances either. It's more that we guide them in ways of being in the body so that they find, explore and find a new, a new or different or, or let go of some ways in which they are. The goal of these workshops is to bring people together and explore identity by looking beyond stereotypes such as Latin American people liking salsa and attempting to access something Mariangela calls the mind of the body. I think like one of the questions that I would even give myself is like, what, what does it make us like salsa? What does, what does these bodies or what does a Latin identity, for instance, uh, make, you know, what, what's, what's beyond or further or deeper in our um, ancestral memory or our body memory that calls for, uh, you know, a way to, a way to move, a way to, you know, or, you know, and, and what's beyond, what's beyond what's in, that has been imposed, you know, something that also Luciana kind of have been mentioning, you know, like, is it, does it mean that because you're Latin, you move your hips? Does it mean that because you're Latin, you have to like a certain thing? You know, like, what is that? I, what, 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 what is that identity? And, and how can it's about, uh, as Luciana also say, it's about undoing and like finding something that it's just a lot more um, rooted into the, the visceral body, you know, into, um, into um, yeah the, the 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 body the 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 mind of the body rather than the mind of the brain. For as much as that may sound like an individual journey, Luciana and Mariangela are quick to emphasize that the workshops are more than anything about coming together for a shared communal experience. Ideally, the people that we want to invite to be part of this are uh, you know uh, people that are interested in being part of an experience. Not only individually, but also with the will to connect to the group, where, you know, to have a communal experience. And I think that that's the most important thing, you know, to, I, I think in order for, for Ed to, to, you know, to really, um, you know, I don't know, like have an experience that, that really makes sense. Um, the, I would say that the only, you know, requirement 
it's that openness, you know, and the will to, 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 to go deeper and whatever that means. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're, that it's an ex, ex, extreme uh, physical experience whatsoever, but it's more about, you know, willing to connect beyond what you know and, and be comfortable with trying to go a little bit further um, of, of, of your, you know, the comfort zone of, of um, uh, what you might be expecting the, the workshop to be. Luciana and Mariangela's workshop, like Regiones itself, is intended primarily for people who identify as Latin American. But what that means, and what it means for art to be Latin American, is complicated. Latin America isn't a monolith, and the question of what defines a Latin American identity or Latin American work of art is a difficult one to answer. <laughs> well, actually, I would, I would answer that by saying I'd rather not <laughs> do uh, speak or claim that I know what a Latin American identity is. Uh, I I think that we can only speak from our experience. There's so many. It's so complex. There's so so many countries, so many races, so many. I mean, it. it cultures within Latin America. And for a series designed in part as a space to break away from more Eurocentric concepts of art and performance, it can be challenging to identify what constitutes a uniquely Latin American inspiration. There is, as Luciana explains, no boilerplate narrative that art must conform to in order to be Latin American. I'm um, a choreographer that has, um, that even though I I'm, grew up in Latin America, I did go to college here for dance. I went to art school here and I developed my voice as an artist in New York, in the New York dance community. Um, but I, um, so I, I, I've been heavily influenced by the legacy of de- modern dance and postmodern dance, actually more, more specifically of the New York downtown dance community. But I am who I am, and I grew up in Latin America, and I have the history that I have. I grew up in, in I lived in Venezuela a lot because my parents were in political exile during the dictatorships in Uruguay. So I have like a strong um, history and relationship to the United States also as in, in its relationship to Latin America and why I'm here. I'm an immigrant, but I'm also not a, an illegal immigrant. I came to as a as a middle class uh, person, educated Latin American, wanting to develop a career here. So, um, I mean, that's all to say. <laughs> that's a long-winded <laughs> explanation. But I guess my point is that I, in my work, there's always the Latin, the Latin, my history as a Latin American has been in my work, even though not in a obvious stereotypical idea of what a Latina is. And as Juan Pablo imagines the people he hopes will engage with Regiones' performances, there's no boilerplate narrative for who those audiences might be. I mean, you know, I've struggled with this sort of thing. It's like, I really wish that the person that's selling the pupusas on the corner of Suidam and Knickerbocker will actually be part of the audience. 
Yeah, I'm hoping the, the, the people that are just the, the workforce, basically, the people that are serving at Taqueria Los Hermanos, all those people, I hope that they have a chance to walk around and experience these things. But I think the reality of it is that just might not be the case because, you know, they're working and maybe the work is also not for them. Um, and I want to have that conversation. I want I want to engage and I I need I just I want to figure out a way to do that. It seems that the point of Regiones isn't to answer these questions, but to hold the space to explore them and to challenge audiences, however they may identify, to look beyond preconceptions and stereotypes and engage with the idea of Latin American art and identity on their own terms. You know, it's a celebration also between the community, but also the individual. You know, like who we are beyond our culture, who do, who we are beyond uh, being uh, Latin Americans. I mean, like there is something a, a lot more, uh, like you know, more, more fundamental than that. That I think that the process of being together and doing this practice together will hopefully uh, give the opportunity to the participants to just find that sort of thread and simplicity that can be a rich, a super rich experience, not only for the for the person that is experiencing the workshop, but also for the viewer, you know, like just viewing somebody connecting to uh, the, to a park, to what they, there is around and to have like a common purpose, other than just passing by the park is already um, a powerful experience, in my opinion. So it's about, you know, starting from that uh Starting from there, I would say. Juan Pablo is hoping that Regiones does more than just surprise. He's hoping that it ignites bold new conversations around identity and art in Bushwick and beyond. Ultimately, it's about creating something lasting that can open dialogues in a meaningful way. Just would love to hear what people think about it. I think I would invite people to browse through the website, sort of learn about the artists, and question what this is about. I, I want to hear those questions. I want to engage in a dialogue that is challenging the why, right? The why, why is this happening now? Why is it the way that you're thinking? I think, I think I want that. And, um, yeah. And I, you know, and I'm also just putting it out there. I'm like so open to collaboration that I, I just hope, that this project evolves into something that's bigger than myself and that there's like more people that are involved in the future or that I can collaborate with other people on other projects. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Regiones or get involved with Luciana and Mariangela's workshops, getting in touch is easy. Yes, please do follow us on Instagram. Our handle is region underscore es. Um, and our website is regiones.org. And if you want to email us, our uh, email is regiones.series at gmail.com. And we have also a phone number um, that you can call us or text us if you want. It's uh, 347-395-1442. We've got all that info and all the info for the artists featured in this week's episode in our show notes. We'd like to extend our sincere thanks to Juan Pablo, Luciana, Mariangela, Cecilia, Stefa, and all the folks contributing to Regiones for taking us behind the scenes of one of Bushwick's most exciting upcoming programs. Of course, we'd also like to thank you for tuning in this week. If you enjoy Bushwick Podcasts, you can do us a huge favor by telling a friend, or even by leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform, which helps us reach even more new listeners with stories like these. And as always, 
Bushwick Podcast is made by people like you. If you have questions, comments, or want to get involved, send us an email to hello at hearbushwick.com. That's H-E-A-R bushwick.com. Or you can always DM us on our Instagram page at Bushwick Podcast. We'll be back next week with another story you won't want to miss. But in the meantime, why not check out another great podcast from Brooklyn? The Brooklyn Public Library has been helping to inspire people with amazing stories for decades. And now they're sharing some stories of their own with their new podcast, Borrowed. It's an incredible series about stories that start at the library and head to surprising places. They dive into everything from starting businesses to playing Dungeons and Dragons to, of course, borrowing books. You can check out Borrowed today wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.